As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. G'day folks and welcome to the Encounters Down Under podcast. I'm your host Anthony Goodall and I invite guests to the show to share their amazing encounters with aliens and UFOs. If you or someone you know has had an encounter down under or anywhere in the world for our new segment Encounters Unbound, please get in touch with me via the Encounters Down Under Facebook page or email at australianufosightings at outlook.com.au. Be sure to join the Encounters Down Under Facebook page and YouTube channel where you can also get involved during the live stream interviews, sharing your thoughts and opinions during the live show. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to give us a rating and review on your favorite listening platform. But anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get into what you've been waiting for. Kick back and relax with your favorite beverage and enjoy the show. This episode is available to view on our YouTube channel, so be sure to like and subscribe to the channel and leave a comment with your thoughts on the episode. G'day folks and welcome to another episode of Encounters Down Under. Mick joins us on this episode to talk about some of his amazing encounters with strange objects, as well as some unusual experiences throughout his lifetime. So please welcome to the show, Mick. Mick, welcome to the show, mate. How are you, mate? Going good, mate. Mate, it's great to have you on. Thank now, you. Now, you've had um, some ripper experiences there, mate. Like, it's gone pretty much like what you're saying, like from a, quite a young age there. And yes, it's just yeah. been an interesting sort of life, I guess, <laughs> so to mention. So, mate, like, tell us, tell us all about it. Um, mate, I think the first experience I could probably tell you about in detail is probably when I was about uh, five or six years of age, primary school. Um, had the mumps and was kept home from school. And uh, just uh, as you do on the mumps, sit there watching telly, playing on the lounge, and just had this urge to uh, get up and walk out the front. Uh, we were in a Queenslander, had the big veranda all the way around it. And, uh, yeah, we walked, uh, we lived across the road from railway, railway line, so it was quite busy and noisy at times. But just something urged me just to go out the front and have a look out, um, out in the sky and up towards my right, uh, it was cloudy, it was an overcast day. Um, I just spotted this light, it looked like what I thought would be, you know, a, a landing light on a plane or a little Cessna or something like that. Um, and I just sort of it caught my eye. I watched it for a little while and it just disappeared. Um, fractions of a minute later, it's appeared again in a different position. 
and it continuously just jumped around doing this in the clouds for oh, easily a good 10 minutes or so. Um, the only one home was my grandmother and um, no words to jump up and down or be excited about it. It was just a matter of, oh yeah, oh, there's, there's, you know, there's a light. There's a light jumping around in the sky. You didn't really think much of it at that age. Uh, just took it in my stride, went back in and laid down didn't think much more of it. So that was the that was the first experience. So any like any specific sort of shape or it was just a strange light, like nothing that was no, sort of really resembled anything? It was literally like a pinpoint of light. Um wasn't within the clouds, it was just on the face of the clouds. So it wasn't wasn't hidden by the clouds, it was just jumping around on the face of the clouds. Yeah, that's incredible because I've always heard of these UFOs do sort of doing like a bit of a zigzaggy sort of maneuvers and you know yeah, that sort of nature. Nothing, no visible, no visible movement in between. Just there and gone, and there again, there and gone, and there again. Uh, there was no rhyme or reason to it, up or down, sideways. Yeah. Um, now that I think about it, it, makes me wonder if it was more than one. But never seen more than one light at one time, so. Yeah, just took it as one. Yeah, fair enough. So, did you sort of like get a bit of an idea like this could have been something that was a bit unearthly at the time? Like, what was your sort not of thoughts that you can remember? No, not at all. Didn't strike me as strange. Didn't strike me as odd. Didn't excite me to the point where I would sang out to my grandmother or ran inside telling her about it. Um, no, nothing at all. Um, if anything, a sense of calm, really. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> But I suppose, like, then again, you're like, you're only young then, too. So there's nothing really to, you know, you could be thinking, yeah, like the imagination or something like that. You just, yeah, very blase, I suppose. A little bit of back history. We, we grew up on a remote farm and um, growing up as an infant on the farm, and that uh, later on in life, you know, my mother and grandmother would tell us about similar lights. And um, I guess with some indigenous background, what they classed as Min Min lights on the farm and um, I guess maybe growing up with those stories seeing this light bouncing around in the sky probably just didn't surprise me as much as it probably should I guess yeah okay that's interesting because like that would be actually awesome like you know if you, if you were willing to open up about these um these stories from your family there with regards to the min min lights yeah funny and it only ever come from the the females the, the males never ever spoke Oh right! Yeah, so it, was, it only ever come from my mother and my grandmother. Is there a reason behind that, or is it just something that they sort of like? Oh, I think it's just probably that old Aussie male thing. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. No, that's that, that's awesome. That's um, yeah, I'd love to go and get some more stories about Min Min lights because they they they're very intriguing because it they sort are. of makes you wonder or like, are they a, a, a natural, paranormal sort of? entity on this earth or is it something that's introduced to the earth or like you know what's yeah. you know, there because like, i don't know there's stories of them from thousands of years ago yeah in regards to these of, things it of, makes you wonder a lot of the american stuff they they talk about swamp gas and over here i think the scientists try and write it off as you know atmospheric anomalies and um it's definitely a phenomena but um yeah as to what it is yeah, I can sort of understand where they're coming from when it comes to like atmospheric distortions and stuff like that. But then they got stories there where people are saying that these things come across as intelligent. They've got their own consciousness and doing their own things, like going their own directions and 
you know, they they got some sort of purpose in their actions, you know, and it's yeah. like, well, <laughs> that sort of rules out atmospheric distortions. Absolutely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, so, tell me about yeah. these other ones you sort of come across with. Um, well, the next one probably been about three years later, I guess. Um, that would have been around Christmas time. Um, had some cousins up staying for Christmas. And the elder cousin, uh, Wayne, uh, God bless him, he um, no longer with us, passed away a couple of years ago in a bit of a tragic accident. Sorry, um, yes. We were in a, um, just in a park, just playing. It was a pretty basic old park. You know, had the steel merry-go-round and the, the old steel bloody slippery dip. Um, we stayed a little bit later, probably, than we should have. Um, we come dark. And we were just sitting on the park bench, just chatting away about Christmas and what we were getting for Christmas and everything. And uh, the first thing that struck us was the silence. The, the cicadas, everything just went dead silent, just like someone turned off a switch. And we sort of both sort of questioned it, like, wow, that's weird. Like, everything's just turned off, like, completely. Street lights went out that were in, in beside us and in the park. And that's when we heard what what I could only describe as a hum that come through the power lines. Um, that you, you know, hear them every now and then humming away, but this was a definite change in frequency and and I guess loudness. It it become louder. Uh, so that that made us look up at the power lines that were running along the street. And that's when we noticed the stars just disappearing, completely disappearing, gone. There was just stars there, and next minute there's no stars. And that's when we noticed this massive, and it was massive. I'm talking easily a length of a football field or more long, and at least half that wide. And it, it had no definitive shape, but you could tell it was triangular in shape because of the loss of the stars. And no, nothing you could see on it that you could go, oh, look, that's a panel, or that's a side, or that's a window, or that's a light, or it was nothing. It was completely black, totally black. And it moved so slowly, it was ridiculous, like walking pace. And that la just literally followed along the power lines, and we watched it come, and we watched it go. And we never ever spoke about it again. And we never went home and told our parents or our grandparents. And yeah, that's just lived with us. Um, definitely lived with Wayne until he passed, and still lives to me to this day. And uh, there's no question that uh, there was an object there. There was no propulsion. You couldn't see any flames. There was no motor. You couldn't hear any engine running. Uh, it was just a massive, massive, big triangular shape that was just passing through slowly. That's incredible, like, just the sheer size of this thing and the way, like, it must have been, what, do you think it was quite high up still or reasonably no. low in comparison to the size? Honestly, to think about it now, <clears throat> I would say it was within 100 feet of, of us. Yeah, so okay, wow. It was quite low. Um, whether it was following the train track power lines or whether it was following the power lines along the road, I couldn't say, but it was, it was definitely following the path of the power lines and the road that was running past the park. 
Yeah, okay. So when, what year was this, like, if you can remember at all? Like, probably what year? Um, I would have been probably around seven or eight years of age. So I'm 52 now. So we're about, like, 45 years ago? Yeah, yeah around about You're that. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, that'd be working out now. That'd be what? I'll, t- um, I'll tell you, um, my older cousin, Wayne, could play a little bit of guitar and he was impressed in showing me that he could play a little bit of Convoy and that was the movie that had just come out. Right, I'm not, I'm not sure what the movie The Convoy is. Haven't you seen... Oh, well, you've got it, mate. You've got it, mate. <laughs> I've got a few movies to go catch up on. I don't watch a lot of TV, but um, everyone's like, oh, you got to go watch this. Like, oh, I'll try and get to it one day. <laughs> so I'm just trying to work it... Um, Roughly what year that was? Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, seventy eight, seventy nine, something like that. Okay, I'm sure it was before eighty. I'm sure it was before eighty we'll one. Sure anyway, I'm sure someone can Google when Convoy come out. <laughs> yep, <Someone laughs> for sure. No, that's incredible. I've heard of people say, like they've said these triangular crafts and that, and they're like they say they're massive, as it is. But yeah, um, usually and, a lot of them seem they, they have like the, the they've got um, lights on each corner of the craft and usually a red light in the middle in the centre. No, this was definitely, and it certainly wasn't shiny, it showed no shine, but it was definitely just dead black. No lighting, no windows we could see, no nothing. It looked to have a bit of depth. It looked to have a bit of height to it, but overall just awe-inspiring size of it and the width of it was massive it was massive yeah that's wow that would have been absolutely incredible um thank you there michelle uh, 1978 she says it's come out so around that thank year you. thank you <laughs> so what like did you guys talk about it between each other like like about this whole thing and like what it could have been like did you just really yeah we, we we spoke about it there and then on the bench i remember you know we excitedly giggling and going wow you know like what did we just see what was that that was amazing like you know unreal why did the cicadas go quiet why was this why was that we we were full of questions but we walked 50 meters back to the house and never mentioned it again yeah it's like well not even years later like why never. what do you think that it's just what the taboo talk or is this something that's never sort of came up at the time no we well we had a we had a pretty bad incident on the farm where my cousin was living with my younger brother who, who nearly passed away in a sugar cane fire. Um, so we, we lost a bit of contact over that. There was a bit of family conflict over what happened to my brother. Um, and, and you know, praise to Wayne because um, Wayne at the tender age of something like 12 jumped on a massive tractor full of, you know, big loaded tanks of diesel on the back and pushed all the fire down around him and, and actually got my little brother out at that age and in a roar on sugar cane fire. So Wayne's a bit of a hero of, of our family. But uh, yeah, the rest of the family, uh, we had a bit of a bit of a falling out. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, well, thanks to Wayne there, mate. That's, um, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely yeah. awesome. Yeah. It seems to be a bit of a trend too. I've noticed listening to podcasts and other things is people that experience these things together tend to drift apart, I guess. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, I've sort of found like maybe a little bit drawing people together a little bit, but uh, I just know that like it is, is always like people who have experienced something together, they don't talk about it for a long time, and then 
some people forget about it until it sort of gets brought back up again and then no, you know, it and, might and, get remembered a little differently. I think partially that's that's part of the reason why I've probably reached out. Um, losing Wayne so suddenly and what's happened with me in the last 12 months definitely made me question why I'm keeping quiet. And I guess the other thing is too is the biggest struggle is trying to remember everything that happened at the same time. The memories drift and come and go and you, you'll be there and you go, oh, wow, I remember that happening now. And But you, you all of a sudden you'll, you'll forget about the other couple of things that may have happened. So yeah. I've, I've, started, I've, I've started to make notes. I've, I've started to just write, jot down little things to just have everything there in front of me because that's one of the hard things is trying to... I guess not get carried away on one thing, and then yeah, you forget about some of the others. Yeah, it is a bit like that because I've heard a lot of stories there. Like you're saying, like you know, people, some one person will remember something there that's quite vital to the whole encounter, and mm. yeah, the other person will remember some sort of detail, and you put them together, like oh yeah, okay, now massive jolt in the memory. So it sort of makes you wonder, like something so phenomenal and something that should be unforgettable as an experience there, but yet we still forget those great details it's, it's strange yeah. how something like can happen it is odd it is odd and how they come and go it's it's different um but yeah that was um that was definitely something that will live with me till the day i die is that thing and, and the way it was just swallowing up the stars like that was the thing that caught us it wasn't the object it was the the disappearing of the stars it was like what is happening there and then you, you take in what's there and you're like holy shit what is that? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's incredible. Um, we've got M here saying, like, some call it alien apathy, maybe an effect of the sighting and the experience there. So, yeah, it could be something like that, or you see your brain sort of goes into, like, a uh, a trauma, in a sense, and just represses the memories. Like, mm, I, I yeah. could be something there. It, it's, there's, there's it's a hard one to sort of pinpoint. There is definitely some form of suppression there, absolutely. Whether it's, whether it's our subconscious protecting us or... Yeah. Whatever. Um, definitely something there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's that's absolutely amazing. Like to go in and witness something like that. That's absolutely incredible. Um. So look, let's move on to another one because I know you've got a fair few over the time. Yeah. So, um... um. Next one would have been probably about sixteen years of age. Um. In a remote area, so no city lighting or anything like that. And I guess with earlier experiences and everything else, I was uh, I guess interested in what was happening above us. Um. So I used to do a lot of a lot of satellite watching, a lot of stargazing, I guess, um, and that was that was probably what I would class as the third. Mm, I wouldn't call it an experience, but um, definitely witnessed something that was that was not meant to be there. Uh, we were watching satellites. We'd seen a couple, and we watched this satellite pass across us, and it wouldn't have been. 30 seconds later, we seen a second satellite on the same path trajectory. And we, we, we were like, wow, check that out. Like, you don't see that. That's, that's not something we've never seen before. Uh, it was definitely moving fast. The second object was moving faster than the first one. And just as it was moving to our left, it was sort of heading out of our vision. We were starting to lose vision with it. The second object reached the first object, stopped briefly, and then flew back at ridiculous speed in exactly the same trajectory in the opposite direction. So that was um, that was a bit of an eye opener. Um, 
there was a few of us there. We were away camping. Uh, so yeah, that was um, that was something worth worth mentioning because uh, satellites don't change direction. <laughs> yeah, no, that's for sure. Like that's the amazing part. Like even just like you know, the logic of watching a satellite stop is immediately going to catch your attention. And go, all right, that's. But then again, I've also like you know, you keep sitting there watching a, a satellite for ages there, and you think it's stopping or it's slowing down. It's just the effect mm. of like it's going over the horizon a little bit and it's getting further away and it's starting to look good. But the fact Absolutely. that it just you can sort of like, if you've got references of stars and you can see it stop, and the fact well, that it just turns and just goes back the other direction that's that's like the reference. <laughs> phenomenal. The reference was the first satellite, yeah. That, that was the reference. That was, yeah, that um, it was still moving at a nice steady trajectory, hadn't changed. But yeah, the thing that chased it up and stopped behind it, it was only briefly. But yeah, it, um, it it turned around and just went exactly the same trajectory at a ridiculous amount of speed, and uh, yeah, that that just stopped us all dead. It was just like, what what happened there? <laughs> what did we just see there? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been absolutely awesome to see that because I've seen some strange objects, not not really strange in nature, but you know something that's questionable, but nothing in the sense that where it defies our capabilities in that nature. You know, it's just. I get quite jealous of people who've seen these sort of things, you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, I really want to see something that's just like, you know, going to blow my mind. Like, even like the things I've experienced, it's like, it's still quite amazing in yeah, my regard. I've got a question whether there's a lot more people that have actually seen things that just put it out of their mind. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, without a doubt, there'll be so many people that are just, um, yeah, I just disregard it as being something strange. Yeah, okay, whatever. And just going yeah. with their life. And don't yeah, think much more of it. Yeah. So, but no, yeah. that's that's absolutely awesome. Even with groups of people, you know, like it's it's never mentioned about in the group again. You know, they don't have group chats about it. Um, maybe years and years later, but yeah, as as it sort of happens, it's just like it didn't happen. Did it happen? Didn't happen. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. gone. It's gone. So, like, did it so like go straight across the from one side of the horizon, like? Over the horizon, basically, or just sort of like just disappear to a certain point and pretty well straight match. over the top of us. So we 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 were laying down on uh, on oh, I guess what you call it, a grassy mound, um, a little bit away from the campsite. So it was straight overhead, and um, yeah, that's what caught. That's when we caught the satellite. But uh, yeah, this thing just come out of nowhere, followed up, stopped, changed direction, and took the hell off out of there. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, I would have been about 16 then, so it would have been, uh, I'd have to say, I was definitely in the Hunter Valley, New South Wales. Yeah, no, that's all right. And um, what, um, so you're going to go 16 there, so we're probably about all mid 80s, roughly. Mm. Yeah, yeah we'll sort, of, sort of led me into a. I'm, I'm not sure why, but I guess I got into a bit of a reckless, reckless lifestyle, and uh, sort of had a sense of um, no respect for authority because I kind of had a sense there was a bigger authority out there than the ones yep. running around in police cars. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was the sort of start of what I would say near-death experiences and doing stupid things and putting myself at risk. And that continued right on until you know, probably about five years ago, I guess. 
So yeah, um, but yeah, I guess the next experience it, it was a um, it was a good one. Um, that would have been probably about third. I would have been about thirty-two. Uh, we're living at Lightning Ridge, uh, doing a bit of mining and some farm work out there, and uh, we we're having a family barbecue with. Um, what at the time was to be my uh, wife and uh, her father, her brothers, uh, her father's partner, um, myself, and of course my partner and uh, a couple of other people from Lightning Ridge had attended. We're having a bit of a family barbecue in the backyard, and um, pretty sure it was the father-in-law. He um, mentioned it. He said, uh, "Where do you reckon that plane's going?" And that sort of stopped a couple of us, and we looked up and looked where he was looking. And as as far as you could possibly imagine, as close to the horizon as you could possibly get, there was just, uh, once again, what I would call a landing light, a really bright landing light coming directly at you. Like, you can't mistake it. When the plane's landing and you're in front of that light, yeah, mm-hmm. they're bright. And that's what this is like. But this was large. It wasn't wasn't a pinpoint like the first encounter with the clouds. This thing was large in the sky and it was bright. There was no shape, no nothing. It was just light. And we sat there watching it going, well, it's, you know, it might be the coming into Lightning Ridge to land or you know, it could be a military plane. And um, I think it was one of the brother-in-laws mentioned they might be, they were doing some seismic testing with some planes or something and they were thinking about flying some of that stuff over there. Uh, so we just sort of started to lose interest in it a little bit. Barbecue was cooking, beers were on, having a bit of laugh. I remember my um, brother-in-law had a Siberian Husky in Lightning Ridge, for Christ's sake, as you can imagine. And this thing loved living in the esky. It would just find an esky, crack yeah. the lid open, and it would lay in the esky. And you couldn't blame it because, I mean, yeah. talk about taking something out of its habitat. <laughs> yeah. The heat, jeez. Poor dog. <laughs> so we were sort of losing interest in the light in the sky. It wasn't getting bigger or smaller or anything. It was just like, oh yeah, it's definitely a plane. Like you know, it's a, it's it's far enough away where the landing lights have merged into one, and um, we we're just starting to lose interest in it. And it just dropped. It dropped to what you would call near ground level on the horizon, but it drops like with force it didn't just sort of glide down it just dropped like a penny and that got us that all stopped everyone dead like did anyone did we all just did anyone just notice what that light just did then like that was and as we were all taking notice of it this thing on a 45 degree angle probably from you know from where we were in lightning ridge this thing would have been as far as bloody Bill kenya or somewhere out there this thing just took off on a 45 degree angle like a shot, just gone. There was a sense of movement, but you didn't see it move. You just sensed it go that direction and it was gone. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. And once again, you know, group setting, that was not, no one jumped up and down. No one said, we've got to record that. Did anyone get a photo? There was none of that. There was nothing. It was just, yeah, that just happened. No one could explain it. Move on. Yeah, wow. Well, so, like, wh- when you first observed this thing, was it, like, was it actually moving or was it just stationary yeah. the whole time? Stationary, dead still. 
dead still and it was that bright it was almost like oh is that approaching like is that a plane getting closer but as we watched it there was no no sense of movement whatsoever no sense of trajectory or movement of anything it was just a, a bulb of light yeah that's incredible because in my head i'm like thinking as you explain the story i'm not thinking well, could it have been Venus sitting on the horizon there, or could it have been like the space station you see? Like, I don't know if it's been the space station. That's quite bright in its own regard. Yeah, but and look, again, that moves, the... and there's like, but then the fact that you said it drops and then shot off is like, oh, that rules that out. <laughs> yeah, and like the skies are lightning red. You know, I mean, you don't get many cloudy days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, wet weather out there is a, a godsend. Um, so yeah, it was it was a bright, cloudless day. Yeah, it was. And it was big. It was big and bright. There was no question. That was it. Was it would have been big. Yeah. Right. So, just, what do you sort of feel like the the object could have been doing, like sitting there? Like, do you think they they're scanning for something there, or is there something that's of interest out there? Honestly, I couldn't find anything on the map. By this stage, I was starting to get interested. Um, so, I, I, that's the first thing that I do. I tracked it even back to the first thing. I tracked down. Well, if I was standing there on that veranda, what direction was that and what's over in that direction? And was, oh, that's Mount Tambourine and so on and so on. Um, but, yeah, anything out there, it's it's semi-arid, it's desert, it's, yeah, it's nothing. Probably good opal, but nothing of interest. Yeah, right. So whereabouts exactly is Lightning Ridge? Um, say Queensland, New South Wales border. Yeah, okay, so heading around right about nine hours. Yeah, right. So, um, oh, what's that bloody out of the Birdsville? Is it probably not far uh, from there? No, not quite that far, but um, St. George, Durham Bandy, around those places. Yeah, right. Uh, so, that's interesting. Yeah, that is quite interesting, but yeah, that's absolutely amazing. Like, does even see again, like, you've seen something that just defies our capabilities again. Like, that's that's. Yeah, to me. And, that, and, and that, that's the thing. There's, there's nothing that we've been told about that would move with the capabilities that these things have moved. There's just no way. You wouldn't survive it. You'd snap your neck. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> your brain would be <laughs> <out> your back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got Michelle here saying in the comments there, um, how far from Pine Gap? I'm pretty sure Pine Gap's in the Northern Territory there somewhere, so I'm thinking it's still probably a good distance away from yeah. Pine Gap, so nothing in relation to there. Definitely out of visual. So, but yeah, um, that's, that's, that's absolutely mind-blowing, that is. That's a, because it makes you wonder, what, what, what are they doing out there? Like, you know, people are seeing these things sort of hovering around you know, instigating the areas or investigating the areas or something like that. Something of interest that there to them. And like, why? And, What's and so guess, interesting in these remote areas? Not that I've thought about it before, but I do remember there were a lot of... We were involved in a lot of war games at the time. Um, I think we had Singapore and things like that, and we were doing war games with America. And I think we even did one with China that was worked through the top end and down into central Australia. So it'd be interesting to find a timeline to see if there was actually anything going on out there at the time. But, um, yeah, for me, there's nothing out there. It's just desolate. Yeah, that's an interesting point because they always have been had some sort of relation with military activity. So whether it was yeah. something out there in regards to that, that could be 
a and look, case I mean, for it. There, there was no shortage of military vehicles moving in and around Lightning Ridge, that's for sure, especially past it, up that highway. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, I've just got a, a comment here from Chris. Um, he's asking, how do you feel that you've had so many experiences and do you think uh, you could be about of it always having these encounters? <laughs> um, I feel privileged, to be honest. Um, and the downside of it is um, not really a God complex, but the downside of it is not fitting in, I guess. Finding it hard to fit in. I don't think I've ever fitted in in my life anywhere with my family, with my jobs, my occupation. I've got some good life friends that I probably count them on one hand and leave a thumb. Um, but yeah, as for acquaintances and going out and socialising and things like that, that's that's probably the downside of it. Um, almost like a feeling of knowing more than others. I think. Yeah, it sort of does set you aside a bit, doesn't it, when you're like, you've like you seen something that's unknown to us in, of our nature. And it's sort of, yeah. everything. You question You do. Everything. And I think that's one of the reasons why we get so cast out from society when regards to when people want to try and come forward with these experiences. You know, they, people want to start calling you crazy, you're on drugs, you know, some sort of nutter that needs to be in a, a crack house or something, yeah. you know, in that yeah. regards. Like, but yet you, you can be completely sober and... You know, yeah, look, a, fresh a state of, of mind, but I, still see these things. A lot of times I've tried to prove the point by going too far, you know, putting myself through windscreens, hitting telegraph poles, you name it. Um, and 98% of the time walking away without a scratch. Uh, a bit bad, a bit bruised, you know. Getting taken out by a taxi at 80 kilometres an hour walking across the street. Holy shit. Um, bounced off there, had a little scar on my hip from the Levi jeans. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, and and that's um, I guess that's all changed in the last 12 months because I had an incident happen where I was nearly killed at someone else's hands not my own <laughs> um, and that's made me question uh, quite a lot of things I guess and I guess has brought me to I guess not go to my grave with what I know yeah no look, I, I appreciate that it's um, yeah wonderful you coming forward with it all and I think we've covered what maybe three or four of um, the six or seven encounters you've had. So yeah, <laughs> we'll go yeah. the next one in. Yeah, the, well, the next one was at Lightning Ridge, um, prepping for my wedding. Uh, we're in the backyard of the house we had out at Three Mile. Uh, I had a couple of friends over, just organising what we had to do with the spit and everything else, in terms of um, alcohol and how we're going to keep it all cold. Because that was a major thing out of Lightning Ridge, keeping anything cold. And um, we just had an orb, um, just an orb, just come flying into the yard. You caught it out of the corner of your eye, you'd swear it was a bird, a little bird fluttering past or something, but it was an orb that just come straight into the yard, over the fence, hung in between us for a good split second or so, and then just continued on its way. Um, the reflection that it gave off was not... 
Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Era like it was, um, how would you put it? Like Vaseline, I guess. Vaseline over the lens. Uh, it was a soft, like a soft or that didn't, wasn't like a hard mirror finish and um we had a couple of boys there that were aboriginal and they got up and bolted mate <laughs> just, <laughs> they literally got up and ran out of my yard knocked their beer over and bolted they just looked at each other and bolted <laughs> as you would i think that's sort of like a situation where you're like on all right yeah. i don't know what to do here you're either gonna fight or flight or you know just yeah well the first yeah, one of those ones the first reaction was like throw back in the seat and like, oh shit, that's a bird. And all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, that's not a bird. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <all right. laughs> um, we made that much noise. The the um, fiance at the time, she came running out. She said, what the hell's going on? Because she's seen the boys running out the driveway. And I, I said, look, um, we just had a visitor. That's <laughs> um, all I could say. Like, uh, all right, grab me a beer. Oh, all's good here. <laughs> Nothing to see. <laughs> oh wow, that, that's mind blowing. Like, do you think it might have been like a, a min min, or do you think it's something completely like what time? Like, no. time of the day was this sort of happen? Uh, about three o'clock in the afternoon, three thirty in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah, so you can definitely put away. it up to side those um those atmospheric distortions around that time, sure. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, and the size of it, uh, look, you know, baseball. Yeah. Okay. A bit larger than a tennis ball. So do you sort of feel like it had its own consciousness in that regard, or is it uh, some sort of weird... ab- Absolutely. It come into the... Uh, I mean, you imagine just sitting there, mind your own business, and say a, a Rosetta or something at full speed just come flying past your peripheral vision. Yeah. That was what... That's the movement you got. But then all of a sudden, it's in front of your face, and you're sort of looking at it, and you're like, it's not reflecting, it's not moving, it's not fluttering, and it certainly hasn't got a beak. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so, it, 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 it's almost like it just stopped, had a glance at us all, and then just went on its merry way. Yeah, because I was about to ask that. Like, do you sort of feel like it was sort of like observing you in that Absolutely. split second? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely had that sense. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. So it makes you wonder. Like, I have heard of people like you know seeing strange orbs and like they're coming through their house and sort of stuff. Like, do you think it's sort of like a maybe like a spiritual thing, or do you think this could be like some sort of? I'm not. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I at the time 
I called it spiritual and that was the only way I could sort of explain it. And yeah, there was um, a bit of turmoil going on, people dying and stuff in the family at the time. So yeah, we just sort of wrote it off as as a, yeah, I guess a spiritual, spiritual visit. Um, but yeah, it certainly wasn't normal. <laughs> Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> so obviously, you would have kept watching this. Like, did the thing sort of like disappear, or did it sort of like go behind something and disappear? It or? Never changed its hiding trajectory. Um, it come in over the fence on on the right hand side and just hung in between us for a split second or so. Um, it had a sense it revolved, but wasn't spinning, and then just shot off straight over the fence and gone. We watched it. It was almost. Because it's not not smooth ground out of Lightning Ridge, so it, we watched the trajectory bounce almost. But then you could notice that it was following the contour of the the ground and the mining shafts and everything else that was there and the washouts. It was picture a hovercraft, you know, eight feet off the ground. Yeah, it just followed the surface, but was nowhere near. Uh, yeah, but the yeah, other three was. That was funny. The Curry boys just, mate, they turned white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, look, honestly, it's one of those situations where you, just, you wouldn't even know what to do. Like, yeah, like I said, you know, you know fight or flight and it all just like freeze in fear. And it's, it's something that's incredible. Uh, and it left, it left, what um, do you do it? <laughs> I can definitely say it left you with a sense of energy. Um, it, it was almost a sense of elation after it left. It was um, it was a positive energy. Yeah, okay, that's good. That's what I was going to ask you the next question. Actually, <laughs> well, how are you all feeling after it? Like, the, the, like yeah, like, what was the energy of the whole crew like? Yeah, myself, it was positive. Um, we made Harry. Um, he didn't really want to talk about it too much. But <laughs> the, the two Curry boys, their reaction was just gold. Like it was, you just you'd, you'd want to do a, a comedy skit. You know, that was it was that funny. Like they left dust. <laughs> 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 oh wow that's awesome that's cool like what did the, the the wife at the time sort of think when like when you try to explain to her um she's had her own experiences um certain things appearing and stuff um over the years uh but yeah um she didn't mind she didn't mind. Um, I think she wrote it off as maybe a visit from her mother at the time, from memory. She yep, was just trying to get married and she didn't have a mum there. And, yeah. But yeah, it was definitely a positive. It was a positive thing. Didn't feel negative in any way. Yeah, no, it's all right. No, that, that's wonderful. That's, that's um, yeah, it's really good. As long as you're like, yeah, I suppose you, it wasn't anything negative on that nature and, you know, it's sort of felt there could have been a more um, positive meaning yeah. to the whole thing. You know, that's probably the best thing to come from. It. And I think, if anything, um, overall, the experiences have given me a sense of why. Why am I here? Why do I experience that? Why have I seen that? Um, and that, that's been very prevalent in the last 12 months with what's happened. Um, I've um, seen a counsellor and got a psychiatrist and... We've spoken about it at length um, because, yeah, there's just been so many instances where I just should not be here. 
in any way, shape or form. But I'm still here breathing, still here in one piece. Um, which sort of leads us to um, probably the one of the last, or the last uh, recent experience. Uh, it was about 12 months ago, uh, I was just riding home from work. Uh, lovely day, glorious day, got off, uh, got off work about 15 minutes early and I uh, was riding on the motorway and um, passed a car that was on the non-ramp. Uh, long story short, um, I went to the back of the traffic that was blocked up on the M1 at the time, uh, but something triggered me, something was wrong with that car or what was going on in the car, you know, sometimes you sense, uh, you get a sense of conflict, like if there's a fight about to happen in a room, you sort of get that that sense of something wrong. Um, so instead of filtering into the traffic like I normally would, I uh, stopped at the back of the traffic and looked in the mirror um, to watch this car grow quite quickly and quite large in my mirror. And then I sort of I realised that he was coming quite quick and uh, coming on a bit of an angle from behind me. Um, so I just sort of remember just sort of just relaxing and thinking, oh shit, I'm... I'm Pardon my language, I'm fucking dead here. This is all over. Um, and that's when I could only describe it as a warm glow. It's just a warm glow that just enveloped me. I had a sense of well-being. I had a sense of warmth. I had a sense of being protected. Um, so that car hit me at 60 or 70 kilometers an hour. Um, sent me up in the air, connected another car, took that out and um, then landed back on the motorway which the driver proceeded to change direction and run over the top of me. Um, front and back wheels, uh, didn't miss me. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm crackhead proof, if anyone that's watching wants to try, um, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I was going to make the remark earlier there when you said you got hit by the taxi. Like, are you built like a brick shit house, or you just got some sort of guardian angel here or something? What's going on? <laughs> Mate, um, look, apart from having a very high pain tolerance, which, which I've had from since I was a young fella, and a very weird sense of healing. Um, yeah, that that by right should have broke every bone in my body, let alone probably have, should have killed me outright. There's, um, yeah, no question. I had a piece of metal pass through the inside of my jeans and my inner thigh that punched an inch hole in the petrol tank of the motorbike so, and didn't leave a mark on me. Um, wow. I got, and, I got up and tried to straighten the bike out and tried to chase him. <laughs> As you would. <laughs> the, uh, the police officer, after watching the footage, said, you're very acrobatic. <laughs> and very determined. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm not sure if that's a compliment uh, or what. Yeah, and look, I mean, I, I had um, not not afraid to mention it. I had the fire captain from Slacks Creek, uh, elderly gentleman, well past retirement and age, but they keep him on because he's brilliant and he's great moral support for his for his for his crew. And uh, that man rubbed me for about 45 minutes with tears in his eyes because he just couldn't understand how I was still here, let alone standing there looking at him. Um, he said the only reason he was sent to the scene was for moral support for his crew because they were told how bad it was. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, and like I said, it was just a sense of just yellow, warm glow, um, just a sense of warmth, 
and um, that that dissipated, I guess, after the back wheel ran over me and left. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was uh, interesting. Got uh, transported to hospital um, under duress. Um, was released the next day. No broken bones. No um, major physical injuries. Uh, bit of a crush injury to my feet and my legs. And uh, that was it. That was um, that's where things changed for me. Um, had a Big soul search, um, trying to once again work out why I'm still here, um, which is which has led to a, a lot of soul searching. Um, definitely, definitely made me question everything, everything about me. Why I'm here? Why am I surviving these things? Why am I walking away without injuries? Why do I heal? So weirdly, I heal. Um, like, um, for instance, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm Superman. I'm not saying I don't get injuries. I reached out um, and did something silly, and I got a couple of tears in my shoulder um, previous to this accident. And then during that accident, of course, during the process of of torn my shoulder a fair bit more, and uh, had to have surgery for that. So you know, I'm not saying I'm bulletproof. I'm not saying Superman or anything stupid like that. Um, but even the surgery, um, I had the check up with the surgeon some four weeks, five weeks later, and his words after the examination were, that's bloody weird. And that was the last words I heard <laughs> before he left <laughs> and left me with that. <laughs> so it took me uh, about three months to catch up with him again because he just turned around and walked out shaking his head. And um, I caught up with him at a later appointment and questioned him on it. And he said, no, he said, mate, he said, it's just miraculous. He said, mate, it's, there's just no way possible you can be that many months in advance of healing after the surgery I did. He said, that surgery is normally a 45-minute keyhole surgery, and I spent five hours and 45 minutes on you. And he said, there's just no way you should be as healed and as quick as you are. And I've had previous, you know, motorbike accidents and stuff like that. I'd, I'd, I'd go to work a couple of days after, you know, getting taken out and my tibia and fibula would sink through my heel and I'd have that little baby doll joint <laughs> every step. Um, no pain or anything, and that's healed. Um, but no surgery on that. Um, crushed the, the dice, the little square bone in the middle of your ankle, crushed that. But um, no no issue with movement, no pain, nothing, nothing. Wow. So, yeah. I've got to ask that because I'm pretty sure a lot of people here be quite concerned. Like, how did the bike turn out after the accident? Um, total, total wreck, mate. It was, oh, um, okay. yeah, the back of the bike was at a 90 degree angle to the rest of it. Oh. Um, yeah, the subframe had, like, like I said, ripped through my jeans and the inside of my thigh. Um, it was, it was a wreck. <laughs> yeah. That was, when I when I managed to jump back on it because I, I the footage shows me running up to the bike and um, it's a nine five four Honda so it's not a light bike but apparently I just ripped it up onto its wheel, um, jumped to the back of the bike, ripped the whole back of the bike back down so it was at some sort of shape that I could get back on it, 
popped back on it. It was then I noticed all the fuel just pouring out of the hole. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, this may not be catching up with him. <laughs> oh, damn. So, yeah, so he's, anyway, he's facing trial and, um, yeah, he's looking at about 14 years for uh, criminal use of a motor vehicle with intent to cause grievous bodily harm. With intent? So what was, well, I don't mean to prior, like what was like no. the reason for it? Like, um, like what's, what was the um, whole situation on, on his behalf? Look, my suspicion is that they were on ice and, well, that's not a suspicion they were on ice, but um, basically I think uh, he was having a, a bit of a breakdown in the car with his girlfriend at the time and uh, from what I can gather he's tried to prove a point to her to basically show her how hard he is by taking out um, yeah someone random on the motorway there was no there was no involvement with the vehicle um, if anything there was a bit of concern because I was a bit concerned about why the car was stopped in the middle of an on-ramp on the motorway um, so yeah from what we can gather from the police and from what what we know, he just yeah just lost his shit and um, tried to take someone out. Um, but you know, in saying that, the the car he was in only made it a kilometre and a half up the road. It blew up because of the damage to the motor and the front end. And the uh, lovely piece of work um, jumped out of the car, ran away, and left his pregnant girlfriend in the car to take the ride. Oh. Way to go! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a hero he is. Jeez. Bloody hell. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, here I am. Um, well, nearly coming up to uh, just on 12 months now since the incident. And, uh, yeah, here I am speaking to you about what's happened in my lifetime. And uh, just wanted to basically let it, let it be known that um, it's okay. You can talk about it. Yeah, no, look, mate, look, I appreciate it. And I think everyone else does too, mate. Like, just talking about this, like, obviously, it's a a strange thing in itself, you know, but something there is getting you through these things, like, whatever, you know, called spiritual or guardian yeah. angel or something there, like, there's something well, that's well going let's, on. Let's hope it's a guardian angel. Um, I've always, um, and it's been a bit of a bit of a saying that's been carried with me, um, Heaven doesn't want me and hell's afraid I'll take over. So I, I, think, I think I'm stuck here. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's the um, awesome way to look at it. I love that. It is. And and um, look, there is, um, there is one final incident uh, that I do want to talk to you about. Um, and that was the contact. Uh, there's no question in my mind. Um but I'd like to talk to you about that maybe some other time. That's all right. Yeah, that's fine. If you're not ready for it, mate, absolutely. Like I'll, I'm sure people love to get you back on the show and, um, yeah, definitely talk about it. That's, uh, that's in, yeah. no worries at all. Um, without going into too much detail, um, as I come out of the hospital after surgery um, for the shoulder, the plan was for me to be driven home to my place, uh, which is where you know I wanted to be to heal. And uh, being a bit drugged and coming out of the hospital, my sneaky mother snuck me to my sister's place. And I was um, basically cocooned in the bottom bedroom in uh, in my sister's house. And that's 
where I had a a little visit. <laughs> Let's say. Yeah, fair and, enough. Um, this the uh, without going into it, um, yeah, it was almost like I wasn't where I was supposed to be, and I was being checked up on. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So, okay, uh, I'm sort of thinking I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was. It was almost like it's okay. Relax. It's, it's all right. But what are you doing here? Like, yeah. You're, yep. You're meant to be there. And yeah. Um, and that was like I said. That was a couple of days after the surgery, and then a few weeks later, I've got my surgeon shaking his head just looking at me going that's weird and walking out on me <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that's um and um you know like i said a lot of things have changed in the last 12 months uh i've never been a one to dream but i've also been one to i guess suppress a lot of things with alcohol and um you know probably marijuana and a couple other things here and there and in the last 12 months, uh, just through nothing else, then I just got really sick with the flu, um, stopped drinking and started to get my dreams back and these memories starting to come back. And and that's, yeah, I guess that's where I've been able to gather everything together and, and, and say, wow, I, I need to... I need to talk to someone and let um, let someone know what's happened. And I've got to be honest, the last thing I expected was to be on your podcast or anything like that. I thought we were just going to have a bit of a chat over the phone. <laughs> was, I'm done. Thanks for that. Thanks. You can deal with that. And I'm done now. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been a privilege because uh, I've listened to uh, quite a few of your shows. Um, and I guess that's one of the behaviours of... of, of definitely got um is my if i need to drive a long distance it's night time i can't do it during the day it's a sense of i have to be at nine hours away and i'll leave at the pm and i'll drive through the night and i've done that since i was old enough to have a license um which leads to yeah i guess unaccounted time and um a lot of questions from the family as to where the hell have you been and why the hell does it take you that long to get to here and you've done it all your life what are you doing <laughs> so yeah we've got a little bit more to talk about um but yeah i think we've covered enough for tonight yeah no that's all right mate because i've got like a heap of questions i just want to go and bring up with you there but um if you yeah if you go for it i'm right for your question yeah right um because like um yeah chris has mentioned in the comments here like with regards to like all your experiences there and like your recovery and then like he reckons like um your jobs on the planet aren't done yet like you've got a lot more things to go and cover before you know it's your time by sounds of it and which i also yeah. agree on too you know it's one of those things like yeah um, you've got a purpose here for whatever reasons and yeah you look, I mean, the, the only um anyone that knows me in my background um look at my children and go what the hell happened there <laughs> Um, so I, I, I just, the only answer I can come up with is that, you know, I've, I've been privileged to, to raise some, with the, with the help of my ex-wife and some fantastic humans. Um, that's the only thing I can have solace in is, is the reason why I'm here, because honestly, if there's another reason why I'm here, I'd, I'd love for someone to tell me. I, um, it pains me every day. It really does. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's um, yeah. yeah, absolutely amazing, mate. There's, there's something going on there. 
Um, I've got Michelle here asking um, what did they look like, um, I guess, with the um, when you had this encounter, um, without going too much into detail. Is, is this the, the paranormal experience that you mentioned, or is this... Uh, yeah, this, is the, this is the recent experience, I guess, she's mentioning. Um, yeah, look, um, it's cliche. It's so cliche, it's, it's not funny. Um, yeah, I guess um, the common... I guess the common name that they've been given over millennia is the Greys. Um, yeah, that's... That's right. No, that's right. We'll leave that for the next time. Um, see, you yeah. didn't want to go into too much detail about it, but that's right. No, was, um, I think it's sort of give a, a bit of a, um, a mystery to what this is now. I think everyone's mm -hmm. going to be all hanging on the seat of the seats for this one, so that's yeah, all right. And look, to put it into perspective, um, you know, I've, I've rode race motorbikes, I've raced overseas, um, you know, I've jumped on racing sidecars I've, I've done some absolutely crazy stuff in vehicles and on motorbikes and and things that would probably scare most people to half to death but uh i'll be honest with you at uh, 52 years of age i've never been so scared in all my life as as two nights after the surgery that um yeah yeah that uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just say I'm glad there's no cameras in that spare room because uh, if my reactions were physical as they were mental, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh wow! Because yeah. that's a lot. Now that you mentioned, like it's obviously something of a ET nature, though. So, like, um, one of the biggest questions I'm going to ask, like, you did mention that your family's had history in the past there, seeing strange things and whatnot. Like, have they mentioned anything in regards to like having their own like physical encounters in that regard? No, no. The only one um, I guess would be my my stepdad, my Italian stepdad. Um, he had some encounters when he was younger. Um, he was a, a rigger, worked on things like um, the Snowy River Scheme and Sydney Opera House, stuff like that. Um, so very Catholic, very religious. Um, so yeah, he's with. We've spoken about a couple of things that's happened to him when he was younger. And, uh, yeah, to get him to open up and talk about anything is, is pretty hard. But to have him open up and speak about those those things that happened to him were pretty cool. Do you feel it sort of made him question his religion? Um, I think it enforced it. Enforced it? Oh, um, wow. Still very, okay. still very Catholic. Wow. Okay, that's different. Like usually, when someone sees something, you know, that's you know yeah. unnatural to them, they they immediately think, well, you know, well, I, for me personally, I was start questioning my faith and you know well, um, my I beliefs. Think, you know, my personal opinion is it was the only way he could reason with it in his mind. Yeah, that's enough. Could, that's good. The only way he could explain it to himself. Yeah, no, that, that actually kind of makes sense there when you look at that perspective. But there's also questions too, like where people have sort of raised the theories of like these things are religious in nature as well. Um, they, they well, put yeah, of, um, I mean, they, and you've got a you've got a question, you know, is 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 religion is religion the cover story? Yeah, exactly. You know? The base you know? base of the whole story. Yeah, I mean, like we can go into some of the indigenous dream time and stuff like that. And I've, I've spoken to some indigenous elders and. Uh, um, you know, they've, they've, and these are older elders, you know, in their very, very older age. And, uh, you know, their, their, their confession on dream time is that that's what they were taught. 
that's what they were taught to tell people by another culture to hide what they were doing here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we could talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard to do when it comes to this topic. You can just go yeah. for so long and it's like, oh, geez, it's yeah, absolutely incredible. Look, like I said, um, you know, it's been a privilege and apologies to everyone. I haven't brushed my hair. I wasn't really expecting <laughs> video call. <laughs> <laughs> No, look, mate, look, it's absolutely fabulous, mate. Um, but um, if anyone else has got some questions, there, like, I think we'll finish up for tonight. Um, so if anyone in the comment in the who's watching the show here um, got any questions, quickly get them in there before we finish up. Um, but one of the questions that's what I was like, you did, I think you mentioned that you like might have experienced some missing time. Yeah, with my with my travels, like um, I used to do sort of every week from Lightning Ridge to Brisbane, and you know every every month or every six to nine weeks from Queensland to New South Wales. Um, yeah, it's a it's a set kilometre drive. It's a set route, and yeah, it'll go from a nine hours to twelve, fourteen, fifteen. Of the longest I've had is a nineteen hour trip. Um, which should have taken me nine. Yeah, wow. So it makes you wonder. But I think we'll leave that for the next one, mate. Um, sort of try and get a bit more coverage on these um missing times and what you sort of got on there. But um, yeah. mate, look, mate, um, absolutely wonderful having you on, mate. It's been an absolute ripper of a story, and it's like leaving so many questions and like and what is going on in your life. <laughs> it's quite funny when we sort of earlier, like in the early stage of organising this. Um, we, we had another date set, and I'll tell you, when that date arrived, um, the sense of dread I had of, of talking to you was overwhelming. Um, so I've had a good talk with myself since then. So it's, been, <laughs> it's, it's Like I said, it's been good, um, and, you know, it's okay. It's all right if you had experiences. Um, talk about it. Hell. Worst case, your great grandkids might hear it and, and get a bit of a giggle. So, but yeah, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, no, that's, un- that's absolutely wonderful, mate, because that's what, like, I love having people like yourself come on the show here and, um, you know, helping encourage other people to go and talk about their experiences there. Because, like, like, I keep saying all the time on through episodes, you know, these things are happening. It's a reality. There's no point hiding it. And, you know, <clears throat> people in the past there who have, Exactly. Okay, they said that they're not gaining anything from it except for telling the truth. And and uh, look, you know, there's no there's no question we've got a lot more media. There's a lot more contact. The world's smaller now, so yeah, there's 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 probably a lot more reporting going on at the moment. But I, I have a sense that the the majority of the visits were earlier, you know, um, and and I have this reasoning of. Um, doing the same thing over and expecting a different result is the definition of being crazy. So why would they keep visiting, doing the same thing over and over again? You know, like we don't exactly. have the mutilated animals much anymore. Um, all that sort of thing. It's all sort of died away. And my sense is that that you know there's there's definitely different different cultures, different different visitors out there, and they all had their own little you know experiments or whatever to do little projects that they have to complete and now we're, we're having these new i guess generation of of sightings with you know these these tic-tac things and underwater and stuff like that um you know i mean you'd have to be a fool 
to think that we're the only intelligent living species in these universes. And, and you know, you think about our universe and then times that by a billion. And we're the only living species that thinks and has a conscience? Please. Yeah, you've got to be pretty ignorant, eh? <laughs> it's, like, it's just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's something wrong with it. You got to, you can't think there's something more, more to this whole universe. Absolutely, um, <laughs> there's, there's just, there's just no question. And um, yeah, like, like I said, I'm, you've caught me by surprise. I would have put a good shirt on. Um, but yeah, Mate, you look fantastic. Fun. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> well, I've got me, I've got me clowny stripes, so we're, we're good. <laughs> that's awesome uh, but I do have one quick question here from Jane uh, which is a really interesting question uh, which would have been one of the ones I would have brought up in the next episode but quickly yeah. um, have you maybe looked into hypnosis uh, for the missing time that has come into question in the last few months um, I guess the only reason I'm not rushing into that side of things uh, is because you know you're not meant to know maybe there's a good reason why you're not meant to know yeah it's fair enough too. and the other thing is um the dreams the, the the dreams and the i wouldn't say visions because you need to be awake but um they're extensive they've been quite extensive since this this incident with this crackhead so um yeah it's almost like i don't have to it's almost um almost like I need to know what I know and yeah there may be some other stuff I may not want to know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but definitely yeah, that's, uh, that's a, definitely one way of looking at it because yeah it's obviously something that you, you, like, you could even like change your whole perspective on the whole thing again you know and then you come absolutely. out of it worse off in the end of it you know it's one of those yeah. things absolutely I mean um, yeah I mean and, and we have a subconscious and we have a conscious and our brain has this marvellous magic ability to protect us and, um, yeah. and that's shown through, you know, lots of things over different, different ways. Yeah. Look, mate, it's um, absolutely amazing like, going through all your experiences there, mate, and it's um, absolutely fantastic. And uh, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming out and opening up about this, mate, and, like, going through your whole life experiences there, like, with everything that's gone on in your, in your past there, mate. Like, it's, um, like you're saying, like, you, well, it sounds like, yeah, you should have been dead a long time ago, but... Yeah, yeah, here you and, are. Um, it's just, it's well, we've only absolutely incredible. Life, so, um, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, it's um, it's been a hoot. Yeah, mate, absolutely fantastic. Look, mate, thank you again. Um, I'll get in touch with you soon, mate, and um, we'll definitely get you back on, mate, because I think people would love to go and hear the rest of your story, what's happened, and, and uh, keep going with it, mate. It's been great. Thank you very much. All right, mate. Thank you very much, mate. Um, all the best, and I'll talk to you soon, mate. And that will do it, folks, for this episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. And don't forget, if you or someone you know has had an encounter, please get in touch with me to be featured on the podcast. If you're a fan of the show, you can support the podcast by purchasing some awesome merchandise that's available on our online store via the link provided in the episode description. So thanks for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you on the next Encounter Down Under. Hooroo!